right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Safe Space. Um, I can't believe now we're guys we're on episode eight. Um, I that's another thing. Yeah, we're on episode eight. So, what do you like? How much has it changed since episode one? Changed a lot. To having two mics before, that's a big change. We've been having a lot of people joining our our podcast. And we have people around the world listening to our podcast, which is great. What? But, like, think about how we started, though. Like, yeah. you know. Me, I used to be nervous. I used to join the podcast and not feel like more relaxed and very nice to, like, speak about the topic and everything. So, what about you, Amanda? Um, I like the podcast because it's not always valuable information to share with my life. So, Carissa, you've been in this podcast, me and you, as the host, been here for like a while. So, I can 100% agree with you, Marcus. Um, we have grown so much from being extremely scared, like so shy, to like, it's like we own this now. Like, we're totally in control. And I, I really like how much we've grown in the past few weeks. Like, so many people have come on, and this platform has given them a voice one that they wouldn't have had otherwise so i really like that we're growing and i love that yeah no for sure we definitely i mean we went from going like oh what what are we talking about uh blessing you have been on and off with us since the beginning what do you think i think she's trying to close her eyes um are you with us are you okay are you gonna make it i'm good i'm good I would say we have grown a lot. Um, we have more views now, and it's spreading. People at our school are, are listening. Our teachers are listening, and I'm very happy about that. And we get to talk about things that we wouldn't normally talk about in school. Yeah, that's so true. Like you got, it, I think it's becoming literally like more of like a safe space to you know really explore things that matter. You know and explore things and somebody not saying like oh no don't go there we can't talk about that uh so i'm really glad this has become a, a platform for everybody um so let's kind of like check in how's our week going since last week uh, for me still hasn't changed um the school attended all these all these oh, guidance uh, counselors can never get their life together never 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 now our one day Oh wait, so you guys now officially have class on Wednesday? Yeah, every Wednesday now. Unfortunately. The day where we're supposed to take breaks and finish our work. Supposed to take a break, like for us on Wednesday to have makeup work day. Even though teacher gives us assignments, I'm I they give us to do it. They give us time to do it. We're able to complete at the end of the day. And now they keep changing up. Oh, and they have teachers I've been hearing from some teachers saying, Oh, they're changing up the meeting for the one teacher has a meeting at one time, another teacher has a meeting on the other time, and then it's so confusing and like I don't know what they're thinking of like trying to just keep on changing things late notice because the day they gave us the teachers the night before to be exact. Yeah. Night before the day that we were supposed to have that that non Wednesday. And I'd be lucky if your teacher tells you that Monday. Yeah. 
then it's always students to blame when these um, problems occur and all of that. Oh, we should check our email and all of that. But we don't not those don't want to check our email constantly. We check. I check my email. Not. You should always check your email if you see my name though. But <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I check my email daily. But the thing is that when you're in you're forced to be in like the IHS nurse classroom mm-hmm. and your dad classroom your own classroom. So when you get assignment plus those two classrooms, they spam your emails a lot. Wow. So it's hard to see the important email most of them are from Google Classroom. Okay. Well my teachers do it now. When we have one assignment and we get the block off because they know that it's a quick change in the atmosphere. Yeah, and then emails just kept, it keeps getting buried between more emails that teacher sends and all of that. So it's just so confusing. I literally just got exhausted listening to you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I can totally relate to you guys um, because I experienced going to high school during the pandemic. Um, So what really helped me was I had a connected Google Classroom to my phone. So I would get notifications constantly. Uh, yeah, so that's basically what I did. But how college is going for me right now, is that really testing me? <laughs> I appreciate being tested because it's like eye-opening that I'm officially a young adult and I can't um, function as a child anymore. I have to like be more responsible and take responsibility for my actions and focus on my goals and really do what needs to be done to get there. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like I, you know, from their experience to your experience as a college student, you're definitely held at a different standard. Um, where it's mainly when you work your adult brain. So it sounds like your your adult brain is in high drive right now, right? Definitely. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, did I lose her already? Oh. Sorry, I did from my angle. I can't see Carissa. Um, so so digital virtual learning is still as confusing as ever. It sounds it like sucks. <laughs> so and here's the thing that gets confusing: if the school fixes the ventilations, you can go back to school sooner. But no, they waste their money on the most stupidest things, like an alarm. What is an alarm gonna do? Alarm for what? For the west wing, not even the main door, the west wing door. What is that gonna do for us? If I wish y'all can see their faces right now because I'm getting like the. Like, literally, we go to color guard on Saturday. Sergeant's opening the west wing door. All you hear is this loud alarm. What is that gonna do? It's so annoying. What is that gonna do? It does it. It's constantly ringing to the point where you call. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, someone breaks into the school. They hear the alarm. By the time y'all get there, they're gonna be gone. What are you gonna get in Irvington High School either way? Yeah, and the security guards they watch over the residents to make sure people don't get here. And I and they spent most of the money on like social distancing, wallpapers, and everything. But lesson is like they should have fixed the ventilation. On safety, but I think they're focusing on the wrong things right now. Right. I think they're trying to upgrade the school because there's no one in it. Yeah. And if you tell them that, they're going to look at you like you're crazy. Right. Listen, Dennis, 
We're, we're not You're gonna... a good person. <laughs> but you need to start listening to your students. I'm sorry. Like, no. they barely listen to us. I'm not going to comment. I'm not going to piggyback off what Leslie said because, Mr. Dennis, if you hear this, I didn't say that. You don't need attention. What's going to happen? I'm going to be put in the corner. Yep. <laughs> They're going to put me in the corner. Alright, so, but did they give you guys, um, a, a, like, a date where you guys might come back? They said January. What are they going to do by January? So, because they're not working on the schedule. Teachers were supposed to go back into the classroom. Yeah. Then the special needs kids were supposed to in December. Mm. And in January 7th, we were supposed to go back. But, again, we had a big ball in the suit. Yeah. Let's be honest, we ain't going back to school this year. What about you, Carissa? So for me, uh, my school, they already decided that uh, we are not going to be uh, going to school physically. Um, but I recently saw an email about the spring for boarding, but they already addressed that we're not going back physically. So oh. I'm not sure how that's going. So all your classes now are just going to stay uh, yeah. virtual? Yeah. Okay. This is why I can't stay in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm totally fine with it. I'm fine at home. Last thing I would miss you, Leslie. I miserable. I, I can't with it. I can't learn. I'm sorry. I, I'm a visual learner. I need to be in person, especially when these teachers don't try. Oh, they yeah. don't try. Well, before we go on another rant about virtual learning, you know, you guys do have. Yeah, that's a whole other day. Um. So. Let's go into our topic for today. Um, who wants to introduce the topic? Carissa, why don't you introduce our topic for today? Definitely. So today we'll be speaking about the infamous peer pressure. Um, so to start that yeah. off, we know that peer pressure really influences how we grow up, who we become, like who we are as a person. And so I want to start off the conversation. Um, by asking you this question, do you believe that peer pressure is a good or bad thing? I, I like depends. Yeah, it can be both. Yeah. And the reason why is that um, for good good peer pressure, like you have this friend, right, and he's trying to con he's like convincing you not to skip this class tonight. In this class, you have like a test day and. He's trying to make you go to the right path. Yeah. That's not peer pressure at all. That's but, motivating. No, student. but I'm not trying to say that he's just yeah. like. Well, that's the thing. Is there good peer pressure and there's bad peer pressure? I think that's what Carissa's asking. I don't believe in good peer pressure. Well, this is why we're having this discussion. Let me just finish. Let me finish, because. I didn't get my point. Um, I'm not trying to say, like, just saying he's trying to, like, motivate. This kid, like, he just does it in his normal way. He's, like, like making it, like, saying things like, oh, you're going to get a bad grade tonight. You're going to do well on this test. She's just going to fail you and all of that. And that can, like, build, that can build up the pressure. You see what I'm trying to say? It can build up. Pressure, pressure. Pressure to, like, it's kind of, like, I don't know. It's kind of like making you like want to reconsider everything. Like, well, I believe that peer pressure is never a good thing. 
because if you're out there with friends trying to up their grades or trying to help them not skip class, all those pressures would be reasonable because you don't know everyone's story. And if you pressure someone into doing something, it's most likely that they're going to avoid it even more. Because that's how some people work. Okay. Peer pressure comes simple terms is basically forcing someone to do something that they're not comfortable with. If you motivate a person to stop skipping class, with a great friend, you help them give them different outlets, that helps them do what they have to do. But when you pressure somebody, you add stress onto it that they can not want to go to. Because how a teacher pressures you to do a homework or study for a quiz, and they say a book, like, if you don't pass this quiz, you're going to get an immediate F, you're not going to graduate, then after you take a year, that doesn't motivate the student to start something else. That's why I personally believe there's no such thing as good peer pressure. Okay. Okay. I can add to that. I can both agree to disagree because um, peer pressure, it can be helpful at times. Um, I do agree that it is painted in a negative light, so people sort of put a negative connotation to it because of like how negatively it impacts, especially teenagers. Um, but it can be a good thing. Um, peer pressure can just lead people down a good path, and it can also lead people down the wrong path. Um, so I have an example. My first time joining Instagram or any form of social media was due to peer pressure, and um, it pushed me to the point where I had to decide for myself whether or not this is what I really wanted, because my friends were just pushing me. They were like, just do it, do it. Okay, um, if you don't do this, you're nobody. You're, you're not popular. You have to be popular. You can't have, um, you cannot follow too many people. Um, you have to make people follow you or else you're not popular or that's just how things go. And if you don't follow it, then you're nothing, basically. So um, at that point, I had to decide for myself that this is not what I wanted to do. And I chose the right path. So I think it can be both helpful and destructive. Depends on what perspective you're looking at. Yeah, no, you definitely. Um, yeah, it's true. So really, it's. I guess in the, the phrase, it's, it's in the eye of the beholder, if you really, if you look at it that way. Um, does uh, will anybody have a follow-up? Marcus? Um, expand on what, like, Chris said, um, peer pressure, yeah, it's all, it's a good and bad thing, because, like, I've been, like, pressured sometimes to do things that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to do. Sometimes I do not want to go to the stage and perform for things. I don't want to do all of that. And, like, I've been pressured many times to do that. And after, like, I went to that stage and did my things, I felt great from performing and all of that. And it was amazing that I was able to do that. So um, my next question is that, can y'all define the word fear? I don't think it's fear. I think it's more appointment, basically. Someone around your age group, classmate, or friend, or a close family member. What about you, Blossom? Huh? What you? What is a fear? A fear? Yeah. A fear is something you don't like. 
Uh, what do you think, Dorsey? For me, I can attest to a pair being um, an individual that you can relate to. Um, they don't have to be exactly like you, for example, your twin, but just people who you share common interests with, for example, age group, same school, stuff like that. Yeah, I can agree with all of y'all. Um, a peer is just someone that you know and you just interact with them. That's my definition of it. So, um, moving on to the next question, um, how important is it for you to accept your peer? Not very important. And why? shouldn't just choose a friend because of their status or just because they're the same class as you. You don't really need a lot of friends to go on life. You should always learn how to be independent because friends can be there for you sometimes so I do recommend having at least one friend but just because they're your peer doesn't mean you should that you're forced to hang out with them or forced I tried to limit the amount of friends that I have, so yeah, I totally agree with you. I only like, I hang out with people that have like common interests, like with me and all of that, and I don't try to like hang out just because like you're well known at school or anything. I don't like typically say, Oh, I'm your friend now just because you're like famous, you're like you're well known in school. I'm not gonna do that. If I don't know you, then and then if I do not like have like some interests that you have that I have, then I'm not gonna like really technically interact. Only if I have to like for school, if we have to like do a project and all of that. Of course, I'm gonna have to interact with you to like get our stuff done and all of that. What do you think, blessing? To be honest, I forgot your question. Blessing, <laughs> um, so, welcome to the safe 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 space podcast. <laughs> so, how important is a peer? or my family they're not important to me all right so i actually have a follow-up question to this how long did it get to you guys to get to this place though that you guys are at well you mean mentally yeah because like when you're growing up you want to make friends right like and you want to be okay but i was always anti-social i I don't like people who look like it okay well Excluding blessings in this conversation, um, you know, because you know humans are social people. We want to be surrounded by people. We have to socialize. It's part of our genes. Yeah, part of our genes. We want to be surrounded, and not saying all of us, but the majority of people, they want to be accepted by the peers, and you know, we try to get take take us some time, or we want to immerse ourselves with groups. How did you guys get to the that you are, where you're like, either you take me as I am, or we're not friends. Well, when I was younger, I'm, I'm still a very social butterfly. Yes, you are. You are a very social butterfly. But when I was younger, I would consider everybody my friend. And my older sister, she ran the same council as me, so I would always get, we would have like a Christmas present in school, and I would always win. And when I had an ice cream apple, I would always win. So they would be friends with me just for just to get presents, we always get to keep ourselves small. So after a few, after my elementary years and my middle school years, I found out that people were only friends with me because they thought I was rich or because I had things that they 
name of this guy. But I didn't let that change my personality. I am still a social butterfly. I once was when I was younger. But this is just that I have a lot. Like blessing. Blessing is my friend. She's like my sister to me. This is who I consider my peer. Right. Everyone else, I may have an interest with them. I may talk to them occasionally. But I do a lot of friends and people that I associate with. Right. Because that way, there's no drama or no beef. I only have like maybe eight friends that I actually talk to. And everyone else is just people I talk to. Oh, yeah, so I can, I can definitely relate to Amanda. Like, growing up, I would say I was, like, somewhat of a social butterfly. Um, I used to place um, being accepted by my peers on such a high pedestal that I didn't really, like, know what I wanted or who exactly I was as a person. So I, I think I placed people on to have a level that all of my life, I basically just wanted to be accepted by whoever wanted to accept me. Um, so yeah, I think I would do anything just to be accepted. For example, the social media thing, I did eventually cave in and join social media, but then I came to my senses and deleted it because I don't want to do this. So no one should make me do what I don't feel comfortable doing. Um, but now I've become more, I would say, um, secluded. I, I'm still like really, I do what makes me feel good. Whatever is comfortable to me, I do that. And I don't allow anyone to tell me what to do because I've come to the realization that I'm the only one that can make me happy. So, yeah. So my story is kind of different. So when I was growing up, I used to be the smart of math, which is the answer. So I, I was, I'd be used to be the first one, like, raising my hand, getting the answer and all of that. Then one day, these people start coming to my desk, asking me for loans. I'm like, okay, here you go, because I didn't want to waste time talking to them, because I really did not want to talk to them. And then all these people just come, and then they said, gave me the answer and walked away. Then they kept talking, they kept coming to me, they kept coming to me, they kept coming. Because then they started talking to me and all of that. Then, like, then they, then I started just kept, then then it became like a daily routine of me just getting the answer to like the questions and all of that. Then after that, um, I heard like some of them, like, we were, um, we had resource program, right? I just walked away, and then I heard, and then when they came back to my desk, I'm like, oh, wait, shit, I guess I can just get away, and then I was like, why? And I'm like, I heard that you were talking on the playground, and you're like, that's hurtful. Yeah, and I'm like, that's hurtful. I heard when I was in the music, I always tried to be the positive voice for everyone, and then it worked, because I had this group that had the Latin American girls in their profile, so I used to go to the park a lot with my dad because the movies were fun. And one day while I was in the park, while my mom was cooking, because she was in the kitchen, she was cooking this food. Mm. And I was just like, 
I'm gonna follow up with another question for you guys. Um, why do you think it's so different? Um, it's so different. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to withstand peer pressure? I was going to say that it's so difficult because it starts from when you're a child, like those ages when you're developing. Um, so like in those instances, peer pressure, you're basically the minority and people who are influencing you to do um, things, they're basically the majority. So when there's people, like everyone's united and then it's just you against the world, basically. You want to fit in. You don't want to be different. And as a child, like, it's easy to make fun of someone for being different. So people tend, children in particular, they can, they're easily impressed upon. And so they want to be like their peers, which is why it just, it just turns into this big thing that is hard to stop. I agree with Carissa on that. And I want to add that, like, the reason why it's so difficult is, like, especially if, like, you're just one person and a group is trying to tell you to do something. Like, how you're supposed to, some people don't have that, like, mental stability to do that, to, like, overcome a whole crowd of people trying to tell you something to do, either if it's the good path or the wrong path. Um, you're not, you you feel like, as though you're not obliged to make your own decisions. It can, like, like it says, peer pressure can pressure you to, like, go to their side and do, do what they say, because... It's it's all based on like what society has the society rules and all of the things that society has to say for like us young men and women and all of that and it's hard to like for especially like Chris said if you're young you don't have that mental fortitude in order to like overcome all of that and as you get as you get older older it becomes like more easier to overcome peer pressure but it depends too if like the type of environment you're surrounded with too you know what i'm saying yeah you should see this when you're young like when you're a toddler because the reason why i was so easy to peer pressure is because family the family doesn't do a lot and it's true we don't even consider how much family plays a fact into this yeah, when i go with my family i'm forced to dance i'm forced to do stuff i'm not comfortable with i didn't dance for a good 12 years I wanted to do it when I was comfortable. So I feel like you need to teach your child at a young age to learn how to say no to parents, you know, presents, mm-hmm. comfortable times, and stuff like that. So they can kind of say no because it's just stressful to try to teach them how to accept with each other. Right. That's so yeah. that feels like a tough power. Yeah. So let's dive into that for a minute. Um, we talk about peer pressure, and we don't even consider talking about family members being our own peers because we do grow up uh, with our family members. Has what do we do when we get pressure from our family members? Getting that type of peer pressure. My family, on my dad's side, not my mom's side, because my mom should never force me to do something that I'm not comfortable with. She'll suggest it, but when there's something like a hard no, she'll be like, okay, why? Because they don't want to. But on my dad's side of the family, it's more like, 
if I say no, it's counted as being disrespectful. There's been a lot of times yeah. where I was supposed to have very sensitive conversations that I wasn't able to have yet. That they forced me to do because I wasn't, you know, like for example, one of my family members told me that I had to tell them why I was so sad. I had to tell them everything, all my secrets, all my personal information, or I wasn't going to be able to live with them anymore. But my other family members were trusting and trusting that that wasn't okay. But since I'm a child, I have to do what they say. So, but when I go outside, it's like I'm supposed to say no. I'm not supposed to get into anything. But you have to realize that habits are habits everywhere. You can't be tough outside, but then say it's always wrong. Yeah. I'm pressured to do something. It's just like I have to do it because I, I didn't. At my age, I'm like, um, the father's the boss. I have to do it. If I don't like it, I'm gonna have to do it anyway. Because if I don't follow what they say, I'm gonna be a problem. And I don't like the consequences at all. So yeah. Yeah, you get anything like that. What about you, blessing? I came from a family where you don't pressure people to do what they don't want to do. My family knows not. My father doesn't pressure my mom to do anything she doesn't want to do. They don't pressure us to do anything we don't want to do. I think that's what it's so It makes it easier for me not to give into peer pressure because I grew up on knowing what it means to say no. If I that's, don't want to do something, you can't force me to do it. That's I great. Have that, that, that mindset. Regular African American families, yeah, you're pressured to do stuff, and there's just being tough love. And I think that a lot of people don't understand because they say that that's how they were taught as old school, and that's how they were raised. But I don't think they knew that half of the stuff they were going through was a piece of bad to their mm-hmm. mental health, right? And I don't, and it's really hard to be around my family because even if they're my second cousin twice removed, but they're older than me, I'm forced to do what they have to do. Right. So when I was young, I never knew how to say no, because if I did say no, and it would be like a very squeaky no. Yeah. I mean, squeaky would, no. Yeah, they would ask me like questions, like, can I teach you how to say no? Right. I would never say no. I once cleaned the whole house that I couldn't we can like delve more because like we're running even out of time and I feel like when we touch these subjects we're always like we're always running out of time and I hate it. Carissa give me two give your give me a minute on what you think about family and peer pressure. Yeah sure so family plays a very big part in an individual's development because you're around them 24 7 and you can't choose your family. They're the people that you're stuck with. 
Um, so people have different family dynamics. So depending on the family you're coming from, for example, Blessing said that her family is okay with her saying no. But there are other families that are very persuasive. Like if you say no, they'll find, they like manipulate you to say yes and make you un- make you do things that you don't want to do necessarily. Um, so family is something that you can't change, as I said. And so based on your family, you have to find a way to maneuver yourself around that. You have to know exactly what you want for yourself. It does hit on our development and how we also approach things even later in our life. So, um, again, I hate that we like we're always like on a time restraint because like there's so many things on these topics that we hit that we can keep going. So, before anything, I want to do like a quick rapid fire of myth and truth with you guys. Um, on peer pressure. So let's um let's do it real quick before we start wrapping up. Um, let's see. Peer pressure is an excuse for bad behavior. Myth or truth? Peer pressure is an excuse for bad behavior. Definitely a myth. Yes, it's a myth. Um, peer pressure is always negative. Myth. That would be a myth. Yes, it's myth. Um, peer pressure comes from a desire to fit in. True. Krista? Yes, true. Okay. Um, peer pressure does not re- relieve teens from responsibility. No, we're going to go to another one. Um, peer pressure comes from media, friends, and family. True. True. Oh, yes, it is true. true. Sorry, I didn't even ask Krista, but yes, it is true. Uh, if you don't want, last one. If you don't do what someone wants you to do, you will lose them as a friend. If you don't do what someone wants you to do, you will lose them as a friend. Myth. Friends don't want you to do, they would never be your friends in the first place. Right. Grab me a soda. That's the best example. Grab me a blessing. Okay, I'll go get my soda. Cool. See, that one is a bit, I, I don't know if you can see it. That one is a bit of a This one's blessing, though, is I don't come with her to the Chinese store. She'll, like, not brush her for a whole day. Okay. Chris, myth or truth? It is definitely a myth. It is a myth. Well, yes, according to this thing, it's it's a myth. All right. It could be debatable, but it's it's a myth. And let's see if you're getting peer pressure in your family. If you have like a really strict family, like I do, mm-hmm. I would say do your best is try to keep that mental barrier and like keep it strong for as long as you can. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't fight. like that so before okay so now that we're going to actually wrap it up 
So as our last minute thoughts, like we usually like to do, I think we should do one tip on how to withstand peer pressure. Marcus, go and make it quick. Make it one tip. Be yourself. I would say always be stubborn, but okay. Same thing. Carissa. I would say weigh the pros and cons because then you'll be able to determine what's right for you. Because this one's just a snack. That is true. There you go. And my last final, my last minute thought is for uh, tips, you know, listen to your truth because it is always important. Um, and then, so as we're wrapping up, uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody for another great episode. Uh, I want to say thank you to our guests always coming on. You guys are amazing. Um, you know, I always look forward to everybody's thoughts and feelings. You know, you guys definitely bring another dynamic. Um, remember, uh, to everybody, we're always looking out for creative minds, writers, and just people in general. Uh, and just definitely give us a shout out on our website if you guys are always interested in, uh, you know, promoting your stuff at www.meandmontystage.com. And also, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. Um, and also, please subscribe and let us know what you think. Follow us on Instagram. And yes, we love you all. And check us out next week. We'll be here next week and we'll be talking about the amazing finals. So do you guys have any thoughts on that? And uh, yeah, again, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening again to the Safe Space Podcast. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody.